when we say these are the things you do well and this is what you're putting out there, doesn't mean you turn down the other work if it comes in. But what you start to realize is if you're putting out generic branding, they're not thinking of you for anything. Right. So you're not, you're going to miss the other work anyway. You're also not going to get the, the work they would have thought of you for. We are back with another episode of the Cold Star Project, the only podcast I'm aware of about the unexpected challenges of scaling to let you know what's going to happen so that you don't get punched in the nose. I'm here with TJ Gamble of Jamerson. It's an agency. Tell us a little bit about what you do, TJ. Yeah, Jamerson is an e-commerce development agency. That's, that's the easy explanation. We build websites that sell things. Uh, really focus mostly on the Magento e-commerce platform. Um, and that's, that's the, the simple explanation. And, and I will admit, too, that this is the only podcast I'm aware of trying to keep you from getting punched in the nose. So mm -hmm. I'm, I want to concur on that one. That's, it's very important <laughs> because the stuff you were doing is not the stuff that you need to be doing. And let's dig into that because you've had your own journey there, TJ, haven't you, about what you were doing for quite a while and then getting to seven figures scaling, right? So tell us a little bit about the situation that you found yourself in a decade ago and why that was such a struggle to get out of. Yeah, you know, it's what I like to say when people ask where we're located is that we are strategically located in the middle of nowhere in beautiful Opelika, Alabama. And so I, I started this agency as a kid basically in college. Um, we've, we've been in business now for about 20 years. Uh, and so I came to college here at Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama in the early days of the internet. And during those days, there were no jobs in web development, much less e-commerce development. And so if you wanted one, you, you might could find one in Atlanta or you could move from the West Coast. And I'm from a very, very small town. At the time I lived in that town, it was a population of about 200. I think it's a population of about 150 now. And so this town, this metro area, Auburn, Opelika, is, um, it's the biggest town I've ever lived in. And so, you know, my wife and I didn't want to move and I just founded an agency. I'm like, hey, this doesn't look that hard. Let's start building websites. My first website was e-commerce. Uh, I quickly found that e-commerce was a lot easier to justify the cost because people could see the ROI. So we, uh, you know, soon after founding started focusing in e-commerce, but being an e-commerce development agency in a geography that has no enterprise e-commerce uh, it presents its own challenges. And that's, um, I think that's mainly what you wanted to talk about today and, and kind of how we, we went about overcoming those. But that, that's really the, the, the background. Small town guy wanted to stay in a small town. Uh, and so, you know, that, that put a lot of limitations that maybe other agencies in big geographies don't have to deal with, like finding talent and, and finding customers. Because Lord knows we all need customers if we're going to stay in business, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So there you are. You're in a relatively new industry. And I know it doesn't look it for those who are seeing us on the video as opposed to listening live. But I'm actually older than TJ. Uh-oh. <laughs> Quite a bit older. <laughs> it's a secret. It's the beard. Uh, it's the I hat, man. It's the yeah, hat. Yeah, that too. As well. Yes, you're right. If I got rid of that, we'd, uh, we'd see old Baldy. Uh, poke it up there and that would be a bit of a hint so there you are you're kind of in the middle of nowhere as you say uh, and a lot of people 
especially in that era. I mean, in this era, we're used to, okay, I can go out and I can get customers who are far away from me and they'll buy still. They're, you know, it's more common. But back then, yeah, who are you? And, I, you know, can't I get this next door? Can't you be next door even if I like you and want to hire you? So what kind of challenges did you run into there and how did you overcome them? Well, even today, for a lot of non-sophisticated merchants or non-sophisticated businesses, geography is a qualifying point. Uh, you know, anytime you're selling anything to anyone, you want to reduce friction and you want to build trust. And that, that's really what an e-commerce website is about. And so when you're, you know, when you're local to them, that builds some trust. And so when they can't really determine over the phone, you know, especially if they don't understand what they're asking for, and, and many merchants don't understand what they're asking for with e-commerce. Uh, you know, the, really the deciding factor is which one of these people do I trust the most? And oftentimes that comes down to the guy they can, they probably never will see, but they can see because he's seven miles away. Uh, and so for years, that was, that was almost an impossible hurdle. Uh, it, it really took us about 10, 12 years before we started significantly overcoming that hurdle at scale. Um, and, and it's really around how do you build more trust than the guy they can see. And so, you know, once you get to a certain size agency and you're doing certain size projects, it, it may be possible to fly to every client and visit them and do those kinds of things. But, you know, we're, we're still kind of in between. We're doing big projects, but it would be a significant cost to a merchant to have, you know, one or two of my team members show up to, to actually meet with them and, and talk for a week. Um, so some clients choose to do it, some clients don't. Um, so that, that's always been uh, the, the biggest challenge is figuring out ways to boost that trust factor. And that, that can come from expertise in your field and, uh, you know, logos. You know, if you're a partner like we do Magento development, becoming a Magento partner was a, a big step in overcoming that. Okay, these guys have the official stamp of approval from the platform. That, that you know, adds a lot of weight. Um, you know, I was a top 50 Magento contributor for 2017. That carries a lot of weight. Uh, getting on stages. I, we go to every single Magento event, major e event in the United States, and we speak at a lot of those. Uh, and so that, that helps build some of that trust as well. Uh, you can do it through partnerships and referrals. When someone they trust recommends you, then that carries a lot of weight. Uh, with that merchant as well. So there, there's a lot of ways of doing that. Uh, you just kind of have to figure out what works for your business. Okay. So it certainly sounds like specializing, doubling down on this is what we represent. These are the platforms that we work with and, and getting specific about that and not trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah, I think that's the biggest factor, you know, is, is how do you build trust in these merchants minds and so when you start to specialize it, it and it's it's a couple of things um you know with with partnerships you want to specialize to build some trust with your partnerships but also be memorable um and and with merchants you want to build trust and you want to be memorable because when you're having a touch point with uh, a partner or a merchant um, then you know that may not be the time they're ready to buy or refer someone to you and so when you specialize, that shows that, you know, that that's your area of focus uh, and you can go very deep in that area of focus and become an expert 
someone that is more so an expert than just somebody that does that amongst 15 or 20 other things. And so you get that expertise, but the key is also being top of mind. And, and for instance, this was, this was the biggest key, I think, for us that, that took a while that we didn't really understand. Everybody talks about, you know, the riches are in the niches and, you know, all of those phrases you hear online are niches. I apologize, depending on where you're from. Um, but it doesn't rhyme with riches, so we gotta we got to say it as niches, right? Um, so it's, it, it's a, a matter of going deep and making sure re- people remember what you're about. And when you're a generalist, uh, it's hard for people to remember exactly what you're about. And when an opportunity comes to them, you don't necessarily float to top of mind. Mm-hmm. So h- how we attack that is making sure you're constantly reinforcing a small subset of your branding to your partners. For instance, we really do automotive e-commerce very well. Uh, there's a lot of complexities in automotive e-commerce. Aces and Pies, which is the least standard data standardization in the entire world. Uh, there's a, you know, a lot, of, lot of difficulties with automotive data. And we handle those things well. So when we go out there, if we're going out and we're talking to someone that is not in the e-commerce space, then we're going to usually say we're the Magento guys. And they remember us as the Magento guys. And when they have an opportunity that is e-commerce or Magento related, then they think of us and they send us that opportunity. But when you're dealing with partners in the e-commerce space, that is not enough because everybody they talk to is a Magento guy. And so you have to continue to refine that depending on your audience. So for those people, we're automotive Magento guys. Or uh, to broaden that out a little more, we do man stuff really well. Automotive, outdoor, hunting, fishing, barbecue grills, you know, those types of things. Uh, If you're going to be selling fashion, then, you know, technically we could do it. But if they want something outside of the technical support, then they could probably find a better agency. That being clear on who you are and what you stand for can be so scary for people who are new to business. And I'm sure you went through it. Uh, (laughs) And I've had this problem myself where I'm good at a ton of things, right? And I keep talking about stuff. And sometimes people will come back and say, I didn't know you did that. Or I didn't think of you for that. And it's my own fault. I don't get mad at anybody but myself in that case, right? So how can people overcome that fear? What's the light at the end of the tunnel? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you really just have to jump. And a lot of people, and myself included, you know, it's one of those where, well, if we put that branding out there, they're not going to think of us for this other thing over here. And we're going to miss that business. Well, here's, here's the important thing to consider. When we say these are the things you do well, and this is what you're putting out there, doesn't mean you turn down the other work if it comes in. But what you start to realize is if you're putting out generic branding, they're not thinking of you for anything. Right. So you're, not, you're going to miss the other work anyway. You're also not going to get the, the work they would have thought of you for. And so, you know, you, you have to make sure you're top of mind. But once you build a relationship with someone, once you strengthen it, once they understand what you do, then to that person, you can start peeling back the curtain a little more. And start saying, hey, we also do these other things. Or, uh, and you can even change that branding. 
you know, if you get to where you don't want to be the guy that's just in some small niche, well, you can expand that out a little more. And as you grow, you'll want to expand that out. Uh, you may have sources for automotive leads and sources for outdoor and power sports leads or something like that. Like there's, you can have different branding to different people uh, if that benefits you in some way. Uh, but it, it, you know, it, it's once you can't overcome your hurdles of scaling, give it a try, just give it a try. And you don't have to, you don't have to broadcast the same branding to everybody. Keep your generic branding and then start focusing with a few key contacts. Uh, watch the results and and then send me send me a gift or something thanking me later um, because you you know you finally figured it out okay how long do you think that somebody should persist with that specific branding to see am I getting some results here? I find people give up too soon yeah it um Agency space doesn't move that fast. That, that's one of the biggest frustrations any business owner has, especially me. I'm, I'm impatient. I want it now. I mean, it, it's, it's out there. Why can't I take it? There's opportunity. Why can't we seize them all? Uh, so, you know, it, being impatient is not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to a, being a business owner. You want to be constantly pushing and, and trying to ride that fine line of what you can and can't achieve. But, results take time. Uh, we're just now reaping results of things we did a year, year and a half ago. Uh, for instance, we, we started a YouTube channel and we're just now starting to see the results of that. And we've been pretty consistent with that for 18 months now. Uh, so if you're expecting to start putting that messaging out there and then three months from now, your business is just transformed because of it, then, then maybe you're expectations are a little unrealistic. I would say give it at least a couple of years of really pushing and not to say you won't see any results immediately, because I think if you find the right people, you will see results immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it really takes time for uh, you to start building those relationships and start, you know, harboring the, um, the actual reward of that. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear you say it's going to take some time. Right. And, and it does require that level of commitment. There are new contacts that you can meet uh, who are just natural networkers for anybody who's listening and is interested in this stuff, uh, who will turn around and start broadcasting the message you gave them about yourself to the right people within 24 hours. They will immediately do it. However, you have to be meeting those people and you have to be clear on your messaging. Otherwise, you're going to be wishy-washy. They'll send out a wishy-washy message. So, but for everyone else, there's MasterCard, right? So you've, <laughs> got to, you've got to stick with that message. And it is going to uh, – it's on the exponential growth curve. It's not on the linear growth curve, right? It's, it creeps up slowly. Exactly. And, then, and then there's some big advantage, like you said, about your, your YouTube channel where it starts to kick in after a while. But most people give up uh, too soon. They're – Belief in their success is based on a shiny object instead of themselves. And that's really sad. So, okay. So what's something that people listening can do today, TJ, to get themselves on the track and maybe sort of psych themselves up a little bit to, yeah, okay, I'm going to commit to this. And even though, uh, you know, I planted the seed, I'm not going to dig it up every day and look because that'll kill it, right? Uh, but I'm going to plant it and let it stay there and feel good about that for a while and keep watering it. 
Yeah, like you said, it goes back to networking. I mean, that's that's the thing. Start, it's one of the sayings we have around here is you never can tell what spark is going to start a fire. So just go around throwing out sparks, right? And, okay. and sooner or later, you'll have a fire. I mean, sorry if you're in California. Don't mean to offend anybody. But um, that that's just the way this game is played. It, it is a networking in bulk sort of sort of deal and it'll all boil down to where you have you know 10 uh, close partnerships that you actually do something with but if you didn't have conversations with a thousand people you wouldn't have found those 10 close partners so right now you know if I were starting from ground zero or heck what I probably need to be doing this afternoon <laughs> even even as you know as far along in the game as as we are is sitting down and finding people that do something complementary to what we do hmm. and trying to network with those people. And the more you can bring those people opportunities, the quicker they'll bring you opportunities. Uh, that's, that's the fastest way to make it happen is to go find an opportunity for somebody else. And then, you know, that, that builds relationships real quick and hmm. real strong. I, I appreciate very much the realistic timeframes and numbers ratios that you've provided here that, you know, it's going to take you a hundred good conversations to find one great key contact, right? That it's going to take you a couple years to develop the branding messaging out there and the, the critical mass to get known as the so-and-so people. <laughs> whatever it is right and, uh, and if you keep changing every three months well I'm a web designer oh I'm in e-commerce so I train dolphins and then uh, it's it's never going to happen right and so this this commitment is really important uh, TJ how can people get a hold of you uh, who are who are the people at the right level of, of business to be able to uh, get the most out of working with you in your agency yeah, we, we typically say we work with established brands. Mm -hmm. And so uh, websites that are doing a million plus in sales, uh, you know, own up to our clients range from a million to hundreds of million in, in online revenue. So that's usually who we do best with, you know, someone that has a site and wants to kind of take it to the next level. As far as getting in touch with me, uh, our website is jamerson.com. It's spelled a little, a little crazy. Um, but, um, it's J A M E R S A N.com. You could submit the contact form on there. You can find me on social media, just about any platform at e-commerceaholic. And if you can't spell e-commerceaholic, then I probably can't help you anyway, cause you can't spell. Now it's, it's difficult, but Google it. it it's not that there's no one else using that branding as far as I know. So I shouldn't be too hard to find. Good deal. All right, TJ, is there anything left that we haven't hit on that you would like to share with folks who are working with their agencies and have achieved some success, they know how to get some projects and that, and they're thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to move forward here? Yeah, you know, it goes back to, you know, kind of what you were saying uh, a second ago in that you better love what you're doing. Uh, I've been doing this for 20 years now. Uh, it's an up and down game. You know, the economy has been strong for quite some time now. Uh, it won't always be that way. So it's going to be, it's going to be easy and it's going to be difficult, um, but it's always going to be work. There is not some plateau you're going to reach to where all of a sudden things are easy. And so you better be ready to put in the work and do the things you need to do. 
to make the business happen because no matter how big you get, no matter how much money you make, you're always going to have problems that you have to overcome. And, and all I ask my team for is next month, let's have new problems because that means we solve the ones this month. Uh, and, and I think that was my biggest misconception starting a business is that eventually we would get to this green pasture to where things were just easy and simple and all the processes were in place and everything was just working smooth. And I would just be taking the, you know, the barrels full of money and depositing them into the bank and buying Ferraris and Lamborghinis with them. Um, and, and you, you know, not to say you can't make a lot of money doing it because, you know, you, you can't, but there's always going to be work the bigger you get. Sometimes the bigger those problems are. Uh, so, you know, be in it for the right reasons and be ready to, to put some effort into it for the long haul. Great. Couldn't agree more. Well, thanks for being my guest today, TJ. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks.